This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the Foul Front Podcast. Welcome to the Foul Front Weekly After Action Review. Welcome there, Foul Front. Here we go. Glad to be joining you this morning, or whenever you're listening to this, I guess. And thanks for listening. This week will be our first week of integrating the scouting reports from the listeners, supporters, and friends of this fine show into our regular weekly podcast review. This will continue for the rest of the season so that we can not only provide you with the best podcast to listen to each week, but also, hopefully, provide you some value as you gear up for the weekend. All right, let's get into our uh, conservation topic real quick. Then we're going to get onto the countdown and then the scouting reports. All right, this week in conservation, uh, you're all probably starting to think that I'm a greenie or an uber-democratic conservationist or something, whatever. Nay, I'm a worried citizen And like I've said many times on this podcast, one of my ultimate goals is to make sure that my daughter and her generation, so your sons and daughters, have more access to wild game on more wild places than you and I do. So I'm going to say some things, and you might not like them, but it's the truth, and you ought to pick a side of the fence to sit on and consider the aforementioned. Guys, I'm making a plea to you. Stop with the border wall crap. It's not a good thing. Walls don't keep people out. They just fragment ecosystems and habitat uh, for wildlife. Listen, if you want to sit 
on your high horse and braggart about winning the genetic lottery and being born on the right side of that fence and then tell me how a fence is going to fix all this crap? Buy a freaking plane ticket, walk your butt down to the El Paso, Rio Grande, or walk out into the desert, the Arizona desert. They've got 30-foot walls out there. They're formidable. They're straight up. They're hard mesh wire that you can barely stick your fingers through to climb. You can drive like freaking 30 minutes to get to the end of them. And guess what? People still go over those walls. I've seen them. Have you? Have you been there? If you Do you know what I'm talking about? People literally wind up in the hospital from falling off the damn things. Um, you can drive 30 minutes or walk a day to go around them and just go through the desert. But people still go over them. All right. You're going to say, you know, you're going to say that, hey, most of these people that are trying to get over this, that's drugs. That's fine. But most people running, they're just running from some terrible crap that I and you, you can't even imagine. I want to keep those people out too, the drug runners, uh, the bad people. Don't get me wrong. But there's better ways. Your logic is not sound with this dang wall. Unprotected walls do not keep people out. All they do is harm the environment. And there's a lot of terrible shit that happens when you fragment ecosystems on a scale um, as large as an entire border wall uh, between Texas and Mexico. So please, check your opinions. A lot of you that are kind of raw-rawing over this particular topic don't even understand that it's a threat to your everyday life and passions. And ultimately, you know, the fragile ecosystem that is the Sonoran Desert. Um, all right, end rant. Hey, if you're still here, congrats. I appreciate it. And I hope that you can take what I have to say to heart and then move forward being, you know, a better American, a better uh, conservationist. Even if you don't agree with me, that's fine. I just want us to think and talk about this kind of stuff. Because um, I, I think if we just, you know, kind of lump all of our opinions together in one sort of political movement. A lot of stuff gets swept in between the cracks and we can't do that. We can't do that. Uh, we're a little bit more, um, yeah, we, we owe it. We owe it to the, to the natural world. Anyways, uh, if you're done with that, I'm done with that. Let me know what you think about it. Let's get on to the countdown. So on to the September 20th. 2019 weekly podcast countdown. Here are some honorable mentions for this week. Uh, we got some. We got the full scale outdoors podcast. You cook it right with Jamie Carlson, which is all about elevating that wild game culinary skill set that you're looking uh, to elevate. <laughs> Next, uh, we've got the Tom Rowland podcast with Jeff Maggio covering LunkerCon, some sort of fishing event that I have never been to and don't particularly understand, but fishing uh next we've got the lone ducks gun dog chronicles episode 38 with wes chester if you're into dog training this is your podcast dale luganbill he's awesome this is really great um there's also the farm traveler podcast covering all things agrarian and congrats to the woman and angler and adventurer podcast host angie scott for taking first in all three categories um of the 
the Great Lakes Outdoor Writers Association. So check out their newest episode, number 77, Getting Schooled on Cape Cod Striper. Uh, We've also got the Captain's uh, Collective Fishing Podcast and Hooked on Wild Waters, all of which can be found on the Waypoint Outdoors Collective, along with myself and Titus from the MVM Show and a couple others not mentioned here. We've also got, as always, Cal's Week in Review for a short, quick-hitting, interesting, fact-filled weekly series focused on conservation and powder hooks on Gravel Podcast and Hunting 101 Podcast. Additionally, there's the Cutting the Distance with Remy Warren, who explains how to kick the shoes off in pursuit of stalking animals. Something that I didn't think that you could talk about for 20 minutes on, but apparently you can, and with quite interesting fervor. There's also the Warden's Watch, which you need to go check out if you already haven't. Um, And then leave host Wayne Saunders a five-star review and a written review expressing how you wish that he would release every single week instead of bi-weekly because the man is creating some amazing and valuable content. And for you HP Outdoors Waterfowl Podcast fans, you had to wait a couple extra days to hear Dan's conversation with Sitka's Ryan Bassham. Uh, where we get to be jealous of the lifestyle that the dude is living. Uh, Texas deal with Lifetime, Quack Rack, and the cool guy companies of Waterfowl. Then he's on to Honey Break, followed by Ibex and Kyrgyzstan. I don't, if I'm being really honest, I don't know where Kyrgyzstan is. Uh, but out of all that, what I was most envious or admiring of about was that his daughter has been begging him to go elk hunting, apparently. And he's making that happen this week. As a dad... I am nervous slash excited for those types of experiences uh, just because I hope they happen. And uh, also, they then go on to talk about Sitka's new women's line and Ryan's World Travels. Uh, Neat guy, cool stories. And all right, on to the best episodes in my lineup this week. Remember, if you have any podcasts that you think need to make this list, Hit me up, and I'll check them out. Or send me a clip, your own review. Might run it. Who knows? Coming in at number six, the Meat Eater Podcast, episode 186, a high level of grr. So basically, this is an hour and a half uh, long conversation about spearfishing. I initially skipped over it and put it on the back burner and listened to it as I cleaned my garage late Tuesday evening, and I was actually pleasantly surprised. If spearfishing has not interested you in the past, but you've got a minute to get motivated to do it, this is the episode for you. I actually found the entire uh, episode to be kind of relaxing, uh, strangely, and really intriguing. Uh, Hearing about the spooky kelp forests, sharks being the grizzly bears of the sea, and weird diving terms and techniques that they use to be able to hold their breath for just crazy long amounts of time. Um... They could have done a better job at explaining some of the uh, the vocabulary, but all in all, this is an extremely interesting episode uh, for searching. Coming in at number five, we've got the MVM show with Titus and Thomas from Mid Valley Mercenaries, episode number thirty-one, talking about the why of duck hunting and a bit about the whole Mid Valley uh, Mercenary crew, how they got started in duck hunting. If you're not subscribed to this podcast yet, you need to. Titus and Thomas are super chill dudes uh, that get after a lot of issues and topics in their show, and there's a lot to learn slash really get after with them as they travel the country 
mostly around California, though, chasing ducks. The MVM show with Titus and Thomas, episode one thirty. Excuse me, episode thirty-one. All right, that was a uh, that was number five. Just catch my breath now. That was a that was very long winded of me. I apologize. Coming in at number four, we've got the Duck Gun Podcast episode one hundred thirteen. Hunt update number two, where Jordan and Elliot sit down and discuss Jordan's recent trips uh, to Michigan for some Canada goose and teal. And then they discuss Elliot's ventures in the Missouri teal marshes. I love these episodes of theirs. The hunt updates, that is. It's uh, it's just two awesome and motivating guys telling hunting stories that you not only get sucked into, but you can also learn a lot from as well. Uh, they also discuss their uh, trip plans. Well, excuse me, our trip plans to central Kansas for the Kansas teal hunt opener. Uh, if you want to see the videos from that hunt, go tune in to Freelance Duck Hunting, Duck Hunt Chronicles, and... Cherry Creek Outdoors on YouTube. Speaking of which, um, speaking of YouTube, here's Bryce and Scott. You should remember them from last week. If you don't, go ahead and check it out again. Uh, And with their take on the best YouTube videos of waterfowl hunting for this week. Hey, this is Bryce with my top uh, hunting YouTube videos of the week. Uh, In third place, I'm going to give... Uh, freelance duck hunting's opening teal hunt weekend in Kansas. Second place, I'm giving to Titus over at Mid Valley Mercenary with their co-op hunt with High Prairie Sportsman. And then first place, I'm giving to the Flyways Collective's Josh with Outdoor Limits his second morning teal hunting in Nebraska. Uh, they were hunting in the they were hunting in the fog right off the water, so it was just a completely relatable hunt to my own opening teal weekend in Nebraska. And I'm Scott. I'm here with Bryce. We're actually in a marsh on an evening teal hunt right now. I'm hoping that we're here before the birds start moving because we're not seeing a ton. But uh, anyway, I had a freelance duck hunter at third as well. Second, I had a similar selection to Bryce. I have a high prairie sportsman who was doing that hunt with Titus from Mid Valley Mercenaries. And then my top video this week was actually from Cherry Creek Outdoors. Uh, who was along with uh, Elliot from Freelance and Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles and then also with Ben, and they were doing a teal hunt. I liked that they had a lot of funny shots in that that, to me, really speaks to what a teal season is. You know, it's early in the season. It's not a hunt that you need to do quite as much planning or carry as much gear for, so it's a little more lighthearted, and I really appreciated that about his video this week. All right. Thanks, Bryce. Thanks, Kat. Appreciate it a lot. Uh, There's a couple inaccuracies in there, but that's okay. We'll get over it. All right. Back to the podcast countdown. At number three, we've got the End of the Line podcast, the Innovator Series Part 3, Life Meets Reality, and this week's episode of the Innovator Series with Ira McCauley. Longstanding co-host Ramsey Russell takes the wheel and talks with Ira about what it's like to be a first-year veterinarian, managing time, finances, and a passion for duck hunting. They also talk about some of the pivotal changes that occurred in the waterfowling world in the mid-90s. I'm a huge fan of this series and love the serial aspect that Rocky LaFleur brings to his interviews and gives us a very deep dive into the life of Ira McCauley, one of the industry's most influential game changers. So please check out 
the Out of the Line Podcast, Innovator Series Part 3, Life Meets Reality. Okay, coming in at number two, we've got the Big Honker Podcast, episode number 211. That doesn't sound right. I think it might be. We have Tyler Sladen. This week, Jeff and Andy sit down with Tyler Sladen, a New Mexican resident, photographer, and crazy dude who just happens to climb up trees to steal birds of prey from their nest and then trains those birds to hunt other birds like ducks and quail and other flying crap and crawling crap for him, otherwise known as a falconer. So, so interesting. I've been wanting to talk with a falconer for a while now, and I did not, this episode did not satiate the taste, the need. And that's not because the episode wasn't chock full of amazing questions, stories, and informative dialogue, because it really was. Uh, But it wasn't satiated because Jeff and Andy did such a good job talking to such an interesting dude that it almost makes me want to go start doing this myself. Sight unseen, nothing known, just might go buy a freaking bird of prey. Um, This is a must listen to broaden your horizons on the methods in which we consider to bird hunt. Absolutely amazing. Also, they... The Big Honker Podcast kind of killed it this week. Also, check out their their other episode released last Friday, episode number 209 with Ron Stanfield. Ron is the, I would say, uber patriarch of the family. The guy is a modern-day waterfowl, dog training, hunting, and life legend. I was, I was so touched by some of the stories uh, about this man's past. I've never met the man myself, but I feel a deep and a personal connection with him almost after just the conversations that Andy and Jeff have had with him on there. And you can just feel the love, the memories, and experiences between Jeff, Andy, and Ron through the microphone, which is a an extremely unique and refreshing experience in this format. Okay, number one. What is number one going to be? Well, The best podcast of this week, and I know I'm going to catch crap for this, is The Hunting Collective, episode number 79, Predator Pits, Riding Moose, and Fighting for the North American Model with Dr. Valerius Geist. This episode right here is one of the most important conservation conversations had in the podcast medium to date. Dr. Geist is an absolute gem and a treasure of a man. His ideology and conservation-driven life are absolutely um, awe-inspiring. His stories about the research conducted on why hybrids of mule deer and whitetail cannot fend for themselves in the wild, and the all-important public service announcement about why you should not go poking around wolf feces, and his experiences and stories about the dog-like nature of the moose is entertaining enough without the added flavor of hard-hitting scientific discussion on the current state of the North American model of wildlife conservation. This makes this probably my all-favorite, uh, my all-time favorite episode, and not just of the Hunting Collective, but of all podcast episodes ever. This is a must-listen for all outdoors people, 
and anyone who is absolutely interested in the wildlife um, uh, being abundant in America. Okay, sweet. Got through the uh, the countdown, and now we're on to something new. Now we're gonna we're gonna get right into this weekend's scouting reports. It's still it's still teal season here in Kansas, and I believe this is the last weekend for Nebraska. Teal season should be kicking off uh, or opening in all the southern states this weekend, uh, if I'm not mistaken. From my end, we don't have as many teal in my neck of the woods as we did last year, but it sounds like they're thicker than snot about an hour and a half north of the uh, Nebraska-Kansas border right now. So just hang tight, guys, and hope the this upcoming cold front that's supposed to come in. I think it's only a 10-degree cold front, uh, and it's temporary and very um, regional. Um, should be bringing some north winds coming on Saturday night. So, uh, yeah, I just got done watching the news, and the weatherman says that the Midwest is finally going to grab that north wind. And uh, starting in uh, about northern Nebraska around 8 p.m. on Saturday, and it's going to be working its way uh, down through Oklahoma the following morning uh, around 9 a.m. So that's nice. I'm right there. I'm going to be hunting Sunday. I know that I changed my plans with my wife uh, so I can move that hunt from Saturday, originally scheduled, to Sunday based on this uh, this this year weather model. But I'm excited to finally get something blowing uh, from the north and get a little temp drop too. So, all right, enough on me. Let's see who reported in for this week's scouting report. Hey, guys, this is Titus from the MVM Show podcast and Mid Valley Mercenaries YouTube channel out here in good old California with a little bit of a scouting report. Surprisingly enough, uh, we're seeing a lot more birds than normal. Um, even all summer long, the spring and summer, I was seeing a lot of ducklings and young birds flying around in the canals and ponds and creeks and stuff like that. So it's pretty uh, exciting to see that. And no, I believe truly with my heart, it's going to be an awesome duck season. Uh, next weekend is early goose for us, and I'm pretty excited to get out there and whack some honkers. Uh, weather has cooled off finally from 100-plus degree days to now mid-70s and high 80s. All right, guys, that's all I have this week. Shoot straight, and I'll see you next time. Hey, guys, it's Andy Shaver from the Big Honker Podcast and Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, and I'm giving you a uh, scouting report from northwest Texas, Knox City, God's country. Uh Dove are still very, very thin. We have not had a north wind since July, uh, making things pretty difficult here. So dove are thin. Uh, We went teal hunting last week, had a very, very good weekend. But uh, just like dove, they're going to get thin pretty quick if we don't get a north wind soon. So uh, we need a front, but uh, teal are here, dove are are still tough. But anyway, that's it from West Texas. You know, and here's a tip for for when you're teal hunting. It's real simple. You know, the 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 hunt's going to be over an hour after the sun rises. So use that rising sun to your advantage. Keep it at your back. Uh, that way, you know, you don't have that bright shining sun uh, right on your faces. But get a get a decent hide. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. And and keep that rising sun at your back. That's really it. Hey guys, it's Chad with Sky Panda Outdoors here in the western edge of the Flint Hills in central Kansas. Uh, flood conditions this spring and early summer made habitat conditions pretty sorry. Uh, so you're going to need to get out and get a good hard scout. Uh, things to look for. Uh, try and find low spots in ag fields that maintained water. Um, that seems to be the ticket uh, in my area uh, for finding a huntable number of birds. Um, 
also if you're hunting the local reservoirs try and find them backwaters that might have held uh some water after the after the drawdown from the floods uh, some birds can be found back in those areas as well so uh learn to love the scout as much as you uh love the hunt because uh quality hunts vastly outweigh quantity of hunts so good luck this season be safe Max Ackerman here reporting in from Northern Illinois. Uh, today is September 17th. Uh, it's hot, foggy, nasty. Last week we had about six inches of rain hit the ground, so tons of sheet water. Uh, season just wrapped up here on Sunday. We do have teal season still underway. However, there does not seem to be a whole lot of teal around. Uh, we had some molt migrator geese come in. Other than that, most of the locals have, have been killed off. Um, yeah, I would say the migration is really non-existent. It looks like we're going to be kind of on, on par for the temperature starting to drop in the next two weeks. And uh, we should have our calendar birds start showing up. Usually those those molts or the non-breeders will, uh, at least around here, show up in heavy forces around uh, the end of September. And then they will stage until they get pushed out by severe weather. So overall, uh, I would say there's definitely geese around, but not like uh not any big numbers and, and uh the puddle ducks and stuff are are bouncing around as well with all the sheep water but nothing impressive uh seasons are pretty much closed i think kill season runs another week and then we're on a month-long hiatus so good luck to everyone out there that's open and uh safe. all right hey i really appreciate everybody that uh that dialed in that was uh i think super helpful Kind of gives us a picture. Obviously, we're still missing some people from the Northeast and the Northwest. There's a couple states in there between. Like, honestly, uh, this could be whatever you guys want it to be. I I don't care. I I would like to hear a little bit about the weather from where you're from, a little bit about what's working for you and uh, what you're seeing. So I think this this could be a really uh, helpful and useful tool for for everybody. Just kind of give us a little state of the union, a little weekly update. So please hit me up. email your scout report just like these guys did um and i only asked these dudes once these guys are hardcore about it um email it to me at foulfront at gmail.com just take a voice memo on your phone it's no big deal really not okay foulfront i appreciate you sticking by and uh hanging out with us for the last you know 15 minutes and we'll see you on monday with a super uh super cool episode with wayne saunders And if you don't know who that is, you did not pay attention to anything that I said during this episode. So um, at any rate, we'll see you on Monday. Hey, you ever been sitting in front of your TV just wondering why you can't catch the latest episode of The Foul Front right there in your living room so you can press all your guests and family with your fine taste and podcast listening? Me neither, but hey, as a part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective, you can now find The Foul Front and some other great podcasts on your Apple TV, your Roku, your Amazon Fire Stick, Smart TV, even your gaming console just by downloading the Waypoint app. And heck, while you're there, they got over 2,500 hunting and fishing shows on demand. Go download the Waypoint app today. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. 
you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.